Carol Baskin. Killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snacking. And we're back. What's Welcome happened? once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. And the mics are going exotic one more time as we come <laughs> sprawling out of our cages. Are these tiger puns doing anything for you? Uh, an interesting episode for you guys today, something we have not done before. We wanted to try, and, and we figured why not, and trying to keep ourselves sane, we would do something a little unique. Uh, also, Mike will tell you about it. He is going to speak right after I tell you that I am co-host Mike One. So, what we're doing is a fantasy casting episode, and essentially... Us mics are going to become casting directors where we're going to find the, the best talent for our hypothetical movie about, of course, Tiger King. And <laughs> this has been the Netflix phenomenon. It is a worldwide phenomenon at this point. The internet helped us out quite a bit because there's a lot yes. of people doing something similar out there. But I think we're adding we're adding to the zeitgeist today for once. <laughs> We've been trying to add to the zeitgeist ever since we started, but we're actually you know part of it today. And I'm very impressed with us. We got some good uh, takes. Yeah, we're always uh, mindful of the zeitgeist because we like saying that word more than anything. Mm -hmm. But also, too, we are the stop for the 100% accurate predictions and casting and decisions and everything else. That's kind of part of what we market ourselves as when it comes to this type of thing. So this will be the final word, and this is going to be the accurate and most correct predictions right. and casting decisions. Uh, we're approaching this for a couple reasons. One, uh, we're trying to keep ourselves sane because as we record this early on Thursday afternoon, Mike and I both know we're going to be mired in misery and disappointment with our favorite NFL team the New York Giants in just a few hours as mm -hmm. the NFL draft rolls on but if you're looking for content on the draft we actually did a whole episode dedicated to draft day the movie and the actual NFL draft with Lindsay Jones of theathletic.com that's one of our last episodes you can go seek that out and listen to it for yourself especially if your team did very well tonight on Thursday night or Friday if you're feeling good about yourself if you're feeling less good and you're a Giants fan we commiserate <laughs> with you but uh yeah and we're the other approach is you know money's no object whereas if we have everyone in Hollywood's number. We're not playing politics. We just wanted to have fun with this casting and see where it takes us. So I guess let's dive right into it and let's start like the Tiger King series. Rick Kirkham is in a coffee shop. He's acting as the narrator about to tell us a story of this Oklahoman zookeeper, Joe Exotic. Kirkham worked for Inside Edition as a TV producer and basically volunteered to help legitimize Joe Exotic's YouTube channel for him. Mike, lead it off. What do you got to cast Rick Kirkham? So, number one, episode eight, the after show with Joel McHale. Uh, they said Billy Bob Thornton was uh, Rick Kirkham's yeah. pick. That was uh, something that uh, Joel McHale seemed to nod for. So, Billy Bob Thornton, probably a good pick there. Monsters Ball, Bad Santa, etc. A little Southern. I don't know if you need a Southern character here, but uh, I think that that, that, could, that makes some sense. They look alike. They, they really do. <laughs> Speaking of lookalikes, Scott Glenn of Silverado, The Leftovers, you probably know him best as Jack Crawford in Silence of the Lambs. He's mm. definitely a dead ringer for Rick Kirkham, could put that dinosaur hunter hat on, and it would make some sense there. Ranker, Michael. Ranker said J.K. Simmons of the Spider-Man trilogy, the Sam Raimi one, as J. Jonah Jameson, Whip Whiplash Oscar winner, not my tempo, and he was the dad in Juno. Look, I think he'd be convincing again physical presence wise but he doesn't have the voice like i don't it would be weird to hear jk simmons doing a voice 
Yeah, it, it would. I agree with that. But I also would love to see him in Kirkham's hat. That's true. They, 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 they all, so far, all three of them could wear this hat. Tim, right. Tim Blake Nelson might be the guy that makes the most sense from, oh, the, like uh, from the internet, from the Mary Sue. Uh, they, they predicted this. He, of course, is in all the Coen Brothers movies. He had, was the guy in the shiny mask from the Watchmen movies. And he actually, you know, he lost a lot of weight. Good for him for that Watchmen role. So, like, he is a good pick as well. What, what do you think of the, what the internet says? So, I, I agree. I happen to like all those picks, as a matter of fact. I think they would all bring their own unique spins. So, my take on the Kirkham character is, why not just let all of them do it? I mean, <laughs> if you're having the Tiger King movie, you can't go, like, deep, serious drama with it. So, why not just make it a spoof and have a different actor playing the Kirkham role every time the camera cuts back to him? Like the first time it'll be Billy Bob Thornton, then the camera comes back with no explanation whatsoever. It's just J.K. Simmons sitting in that hat. I think if you have a revolving door of character actors there, it could be like uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium without the death of Heath Ledger. Well, the hat could definitely be the, you know, signal to the audience that right. it's just going to be, you know, a range of actors. So that that would be funny, that would be a meta joke and I'm not surprised that you would go there <laughs> going right off the top. However, I think like starting with this guy makes makes for an interesting conversation because we're trying to decide what kind of movie this would be and Rick Kirkham yes. is the, you know, storyteller in essence. So is this a Christopher Guest type of spoof parody is this a dramedy that could potentially go for some oscars from adam mckay even though he did more of the latter earlier in his career i'm gonna have some more you know suggestions on on a writer director team later on but I, i i'm gonna go in the route even though i'll give some examples throughout this episode about you know the christopher guest parody mm-hmm. types i'm gonna go the dramedy route because I do think there's some inherent drama to the story. Like it is crazy, but it also is sad and it's, it's all different things. So I'm going to say Adam McKay type of movie. So I'm going to bring up these other names, Ed Harris. He could play both. I would think. And he's totally method when he's on set, too, according to That's everything right. we've read. So that would be a unique situation for everyone interacting with him. If we went the comedy route, Eugene Levy from Christopher Guest, America, <laughs> Pi- American Pie's dad, Schitt's Creek star, like that would be just funny. Michael, sure. Michael Keaton now. Michael Keaton Ooh. is an interesting choice because I think he's been funny in the past, but he's also obviously an Oscar-nominated actor. So I, I think Michael Keaton could pull this off. And I also could see him doing any kind of voices because he's done a lot of different voices in mm-hmm. his career. Willem Dafoe is going to be my selection here. And even like though that. he does not look like Rick Kirkham like the others do, I do feel... Like, he's this character, and I, I he's almost got the voice down, which is a definite trademark for Rick Kirkham. He can wear the shit out of the hat, I have no doubt. And I think Willem Dafoe's work in all of the Wes Anderson movies, where you think he is, you know goofy but at the same time he's supposed to be smart like rick kirkham is just the most puzzling human being on the planet like how did he not run the hell away from joe exotic the second he met met him instead you know he's 10 years working for the man so i need somebody to be able to play that strange mutually exclusive 
you know, juxtaposition, whatever big words that I can come up with, whatever <laughs> other big words I can come up with to describe that. Willem Dafoe will be my calligraphy. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think you need someone that's you know funny and can deliver the seriousness and the absurdity, but also has enough crazy in their eyes where you think it's plausible mm-hmm. that they did in fact burn down an entire studio that their own stuff was in uh, and wasted millions of dollars. So yeah, Willem Dafoe fits that bill. I like that. I would like I would like him to. Uh, you know, narrate very seriously and then just be a Looney Tune in the actual flashbacks. <laughs> like that Willem Dafoe could crush that. All right. That's good for the Kirkham character. Let's staff the zoo with three well-known actors and we'll start with John Ranke. He was the calm, cool, and collected zookeeper. He had the prosthetic legs and one of the more likable people involved with this whole Tiger King shenanigans. Uh, Mike, John Ranke's, uh he's Matthew McConaughey, right? So he wanted McConaughey. The internet wants McConaughey for that role. Good for him. Good for McConaughey. I mean, he's done the bit parts too. Matthew McConaughey has. I mean, he's he's not just in the Lincoln commercials and and doing a parody of that with his Guy Ritchie movies. I think this might be one of those obvious picks, like yeah. Jess, Jessica Chastain was for the Beverly Marsh character in the Stephen <laughs> King's It series. So just do this. Like this makes sense. Yeah, this is a layup. I think I agree. By the way, I know we didn't write this down, but what what's the name of this movie, Mike? Like it, to me, I think. Ex- Exotic has to be the name. Oh, that's a good name. That's a very good name. Yeah, I think so. The movie's exotic. We just don't know who the director, what the tone is, but we know what the cast is going to be <laughs> as we move on to casting Saf Safari. Mike. Yeah, he's the uh, zookeeper who, spoiler alert, slight spoiler alert, uh, lost uh, his hand. He wanted Brandon Baker of Johnny Tsunami, even Stevens One I could World. See that too. So because yeah, he because he lost his hand to a tiger in the early portions of this you know, documentary, mockumentary, whatever the fuck this was, Michael. It's the least I can do with my <laughs> casting here. So, but you, I think you have a good idea as well. Yeah, I, I just, I spitballed this. And if we're going to be absurd and ridiculous, we could still do some decent and some legitimate good with this movie in some way. So I picked Todd LaTourette, who is a one-armed actor. He appeared recently in Better Call Saul, but he's been in a couple movies as well. He actually cut off his own arm during a bipolar incident at oh, no. 17 years old, according to The Independent. Uh, he's also come clean about lying, previously claiming that he lost his arm serving in the military. So while, yes, this film itself may be absurd and a little goofy, in a meta sense, and again, we know how I love talking about that, the, the opportunity of this role could get some good done for not only people and members of the LGBT community, as Sav Safari is uh, himself, but also mental health advocacy and just overall honesty and proving that we can forgive someone who's come clean about their past uh, discretions and misjudgments. So, yeah, I'll, I'll throw, there you go, Todd LaTourette would be my pick. Well, kudos on that one, Mike. Uh, Alan Glover will be our next uh, casting decision now, and he is Jeff Lowe's number two. He is the henchman in this movie, <laughs> and to me, Looper has the, has him pegged. He yeah. is Michael Rooker from The Walking Dead, from the Guardians of the Galaxy film, whistling like crazy in those, and then, of course, he threw the World Series and Eight Men Out. <laughs> As much of a layup as you think, nice eight men out reference, but as much as a layup as you think McConaughey is with John Ranke, this to me is the easiest one-to-one casting in yes. the entire series here. I mean, this is, Alan Glover is as Michael Rooker as anyone outside of the Rooker family could ever get. I think there would be riots if Rooker wasn't casted in this role. So yes, 100%, I'm down. He's got the physical presence, he's got the uh, the track record as a villain in so many different things, but he's also got... 
you know, the the recent movies and and Walking Dead show where it's a it's a little dubious. Like he's scary, but he's also you, you don't know if you can root for him or not. And that's right. Alan Glover's character, so that totally works for me. Works for and you Michael too. Rooker now, has has killed people. We know that for a fact because <laughs> look at him. Probably, Mike. <laughs> We shouldn't say shit like this. <laughs> Mike, we were in agreement on those first few, and I think the next two, at least the next two, we we're like in total disagreement. So let's uh let's let's do this. We're gonna go to Eric Cowie. Eric Cowie. He is the zookeeper. He's got the Joe Dirt hairdo. Now, I I'm gonna go with Ranker's pick on this one. This is Aaron Eckhart from Thank You for Smoking. He was Harvey Dent in the Dark Knight, and he had that kind of hair in Aaron Brockovich. So I've seen him in this costume already. You got to do the number on his teeth, but this to me feels like the casting. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart would be good, and I'll be honest, the first name that came to mind when I saw the the Koei character was Glenn Jacobs, who's played Kane for the last 20 years in the WWE, and I would love to see him rock that blonde quaff. But, uh, Mike, the name, I, I was shocked you didn't pick this guy Daniel Stern, this is his big 2020 comeback role all day. Just give him a flowing wig. So you're again writing the comedy version of this, like yes. full-blown comedy, <laughs> and you want to see recognizable actors from your childhood when when things were different for both of us. And <laughs> Daniel Stern from the Home Alone days, Daniel Stern from the Rookie of the Year, pitching coach Brickma days. That is a funny visual never mind what can you know correct there that's a funny visual (laughs) him next to these giant man-eating tigers yes i I, that is all i want is to live in the past cover myself in nostalgia (laughs) like a warm blanket all right so i i can't get mad at you for that one that that's a fun one to me for me too uh jeff lowe is the next big one here and i think we're in disagreement i i read a bunch of stuff online like ranker for instance, they said Dean Winters from the Allstate commercials, 30 Rock, uh, as Jeff Lowe. Again, Jeff Lowe's got the biker leather jackets. He's got the do-rag under the the, the hat, right? That well-known hat. Yes. With the high, high brim or whatever. So Jeff Lowe speaks very slowly. He does not speak like Dean Winters. Again, for some reason, I'm going for the voice on a lot of these, so I'm not going to pick Dean Winters. Russell Crowe, Vince Vaughn, Fred Durst even – I'm saying Mark Rylance, but my pick, Michael, and I think this guy would nail it because he's nailed everything in the last five years, is Ben Foster from yeah. Leave No Trace, Hell or High Water. If this is an Adam McKay-ish property, I think Ben Foster in, in his past life, he's done a few comedies or he's been funny in dramatic films, and he's played all sizes of white men between 5'7 and 5'9. <laughs> so I think he could do this. Yeah, he would be great, no doubt. And if you needed a, a true actor's actor to get the role done, I think he would be an absolutely phenomenal pick. They have to age him up a bit because mm-hmm. uh, the part of Jeff Lowe's uh, um, <laughs> grossness <laughs> is that he's <laughs> he's so much older than uh, than the people he surrounds himself with. But uh, yeah, I think Ben Foster would be a great pick. I picked Peter Stormare. Uh, you know him from Fargo. Oh. He's been in every Jerry Bruckheimer action movie of the '90s. He's the Mister European accent. He's from the Prison Break show. Uh, you know, if you need a Russian mafia guy, a hitman, he's the guy that gets casted. But I picked him not so much because of his relationship to Jeff Lowe in any physical or or speaking manner but more so because I'm pretty sure he's probably already tried to do a Vegas strip tiger bus so he can relate to the character in that way. 
<laughs> he works for me again because the voice has been all over the place throughout his career. <laughs> so I'm not going to feel weird about him just doing another voice mm-hmm. and doing the low monotone of uh, Jeff Lowe there. So, all right, that's a good pick. That's a <laughs> and good he's pick. easy to hate. Like, you can get to a place <laughs> where you hate Peter Stormare quickly. He was just in Briar Patch, and he was great in Briar Patch with a southern accent, I believe. So, <laughs> you know, Peter Stormare, a great career. Mike, Bhagavan Antle. Uh, now, the internet's all over this. Some people want Christian Bale, like Looper. Some people want Penn from Penn and Teller. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> John C. Riley, Will Ferrell have been already been rumored for this. Your pick, it comes from Entertainment Tonight, and I kind of like your pick here. Yeah, Tim Robbins, I think this is actually just going on a guy that looks like him. If you look at certain pictures of Doc Antle, or as I call him, Dr. Many Wives, Tim Robbins mm-hmm. kind of looks very similar to him if you just put him with a soul patch. But it, also for me, if you're going to lean into just the complete ridiculousness of this real-life human being, Tim Robbins was the Entertainment Tonight pick as well. So I wanted to go off something a little off-base. Keenan Thompson, you give that man a soul patch and a mullet and have a weird sex cult, I'm watching that movie every day. He's got the stare going, right? He just <laughs> stares at the camera because, because he's trying to read cue cards on SNL and, uh, and probably back in the Good Burger days. But you're right. I could. Uh, he would be hilarious in this role. And I think if you're going to have one like straight up just funny comedian do a part, even in a, my dramedy, I think uh, I think Keenan Thompson or Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, somebody like that would be great in this part. I, I agree. I agree. And you need to have. I think Antle more than anyone. You need to have somebody who you just is there for the comedic relief because that guy. Like, he's supposed to give you the information throughout the movie and be the background, and then Mm -hmm. as more information about him and more exposure about him leaks out, you're like, oh, he's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) He's nuts, but he thinks. Right. He's he's smart, but he also might be a cult leader. Exactly. Exactly. So he might be smart. He might be dumb like a fox. He could be. be. So, like, that's why this is really the grounds for comedy. And I think the Internet's done a great job casting his major foil in the series, Barbara Balla Fisher. Lauren Lapkus is basically the consensus pick, and she would be hysterical. So you're still going on the uh, the Adam McKay trail here with this? Yeah, I think, I mean, Lauren Lapkus and John C. Riley, or Lauren Lapkus and, and like, Akina Thompson there, uh, that that would be perfect. That would I'm work in. for me. I'm in. Sign me up. I'll do, I love Lauren Lapkus, too, so I'm, I'm all there. Mike, John Finley is the next casting decision, and these next four I am really struggling with. I don't know who to pick, so you're going to have to, you know, really uh, take the reins on a few of these. But John Finley, he's the ex-husband of Joe Exotic. He was the guy who had the least amount of teeth in the show, even though he's gotten new teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's after got, show a, special. got a full, uh, full mouth full of shiny white teeth now. Good for him. Yeah, the internet says like Channing Tatum, Shia LaBeouf, Tom Hardy, a younger Flea. Everybody oh, that's was like, a good one. <laughs> Flea from the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. If he was, if he was younger, he could have nailed this part. All right, I, I have two suggestions and they're terrible. Uh, oh, one more here. Zach Efron says the Mary Sue from the internet, but my two suggestions are terrible. Like Chris Kattan for SNL. Again, if we're going more of the comedy route, I think Chris Kattan could have nailed this, you know, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, back in the, you know, the early late 90s or whatever. Now, 
I don't know. Like, I can't pick somebody other than, like, a Zac Efron fits the age requirement. I think, like, a younger Wentworth Miller. Like, again, we remember him from Prison Break. He was the lead in Prison Break. Sure. Like, he kind of looks like this dude a little bit with the shaved head or whatever. And uh, I think Wentworth Miller... If he was twenty years old again, would make some sense. But I got nothing. I don't. Do you well, have the reason? Here? You the reason this is so difficult. I think uh, it was difficult for me too, is because Finley has one of the weirdest faces I've ever seen, and I don't mean that to be disparaging at all. Because I, I mean it's just a very unique face. So if you're casting just based on look. I'd be okay if it's Channing Tatum, just based on look, if Channing Tatum mm-hmm. gets casted. I'd also be okay if Jesse Plemons gets casted as him based <laughs> on look. So that's the type of face we're dealing with here. It's it's so, it's just unique. It, it, it really fits a lot of different that's actors true. out there. And it's not exactly as if Channing Tatum and Jesse Plemons could be twins. Although I would love to see Channing Tatum and Jesse Plemons remake twins, now that I've said that out loud. But anyway, as far <laughs> as John Finley goes, I'll take Dave Franco, or maybe as a sleeper pick, Joe Keery, who plays Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. It was okay. tough. I agree. So Joe Keery, interesting, because the internet says he should play Travis Maldonado. I guess, you know, we're not going to cast that that role for obvious reasons. But I think uh, I think Dave Franco's a decent pick. He's got to bulk up a little bit because that yeah. guy was, you know, muscled up. But uh, it's possible. He can, he, he can hit the gym. I mean, what else has he got to do right now? So... <laughs> All right, the the next one I'm clueless about is Dylan Passage. This is Joe's uh, latest husband, Mike. Yeah, this is Jimmy Tatro, the guy for the kid from American Vandal, season one, the real bros of Simi Valley. Hundred percent, it jumped out at me. I'm terrible at this, and there were two uh, two in doing this that I thought right away were perfectly casted, just based on cadence and uh, acting ability, and manner of speaking, and looks. And uh, we already went over one for me, which with Michael Rooker, and this is the other one. Jimmy Tatro, I think, has Dylan Passage. All right. If you say so, I'll leave that one to you. How about (laughs) Joshua Dial? He becomes Joe Exotic's campaign manager. And the internet has suggested Jonah Hill. They've suggested Paul Walter Hauser. That'd be great. I'm I'm clueless here. Who do you think? Me. (laughs) He's me when I put on my glasses. And I'm equally as bewildered when I'm around people that I can't relate to. And when things are going haywire, I usually just sit back and become an an observer and an advisor, too. So me, I get casted in this movie. I'm Joshua Dial. All right, fine. (laughs) You're in. It's it's nepotism or whatever, but you're in. Mike, James Gerritsen. He's a strip club owner, uh, an additional investor at the zoo, and a jet ski rider. Who Who do you think? Yeah, first of all, this guy was responsible for the hardest laugh that Mike Wanahir has had <laughs> since Deadpool, Deadpool 2 came out. I'm sorry. Uh, and second of all, with that haircut and that look and those rosy red cheeks, this is Mark Davis, the Raiders owner <laughs> for me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the haircut. Yes, the haircut. It's I, all about the haircut. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know Looper suggested Val Kilmer, which I think is could be spot on as well. We've also had Kyle Richard Gass from Tenacious D. He's the Anon Jack Black guy. Uh, <laughs> Haley Joel Osment has been mentioned by Ranker. Stephen Root from the Mary Sue as well. Gary Oldman could be a decent casting for any of these roles, but especially uh, James Garrett's in here as well, and I would love to see him on a jet ski. But uh, if I had it my way, it'd be a non-speaking role, and it would go to Mark Davis from the Raiders. So Mark Davis from the Raiders is cast as I just want to see that now. Now I just want to see Mark Davis. I don't movie. think he'd agree, but we can dream here. All right. I, I, if I had to pick a serious uh, selection, I would go with Haley Joel Osment. He's probably the right age. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that 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 would work for me. All right, Howard Baskin. Okay, 
Looper says Ben Mendelson, uh, Stephen Merchant from ET Canada, Jeff Goldblum from uh, I forget. It's just uh, the Google search. Howard Baskin <laughs> is the the husband of uh, Carol Baskin, and he w- he just waits on her hand and foot. Yeah, I had a lot of difficulty with this one. I came up with Bill Skarsgård, who plays mm-hmm. Pennywise. You need someone kind of like tall and lanky. I don't feel good about it, though. And, and you need to eat, age up with makeup or VFX or something. You'd have to make uh, Skarsgård seem a little older. I'm open to suggestions on this. So I, I, you need somebody to be able to play timid, but he's funny at how much he defers to his wife, right. who probably is crazy right. and evil and dangerous. He needs so. to be scared for his life at all times because there's a possibility the woman he's married to killed her ex-husband and fed him to tigers. It's and out that, there. Yeah, that possibility is covered very early on in the miniseries <laughs> and then explored thoroughly right. throughout. All right, I'm going to hold my casting of Howard Baskin until we can figure out Carol Baskin. So... Carol Baskin is the owner of a rival zoo. She is the the primary antagonist between Joe Exotic in this story. So this is a huge role. Looper suggests Julianne Moore. Uh, Ranker suggests J. Smith Cameron of Succession. She plays the lawyer. Mm. Entertainment Tonight says Kate McKinnon. Now, SNL, we could just run it back with Chloe Fineman. Do any of those work for you, Mike, for Carol Baskin? In the Chloe Fineman vein, I think any of the SNL female alums who have spent their time staring hard into camera with a bewildered look playing an off-kilter character, I would sign up for any. Kate McKinnon would be great. Leslie Jones would be hysterical and great. Uh, (laughs) Kristen Wiig, to any of the SNL alum, anybody who's spent time in front of a live audience selling the bewildered look with the crazy eyes i'm in for him so take your pick any one of those i'm i'm, I'm all for all right so this is like a playground right now whoever is right. just gonna crush this like julianne moore in a in a dramedy would crush this absolutely and, and jay smith cameron's been good in other things she was good in that nancy movie right and she's awesome in succession she could play for comedy yep she could play for the drama she just got that look about her that makes you laugh sometimes and then that makes you freak out she's great like as a you know should be more competent but she's totally incompetent in right. that show <laughs> kate mckinnon if you're going the full snl route like if they're you know writing sketches kate mckinnon should be married to fred armison in my opinion oh. like fred armison's the perfect choice for for the husband if we're just going full comedy so that's might... your care that's your carol and howard baskin casting i like that well i i don't i'm not necessarily going that route because okay my movie's the adam mckay dramedy for the most part so i'm gonna say melissa mccarthy as carol baskin because i want to see the look behind the curtain and there's nobody who plays a funnier angry person than melissa mccarthy like when she gets angry at anything <laughs> she just it makes me laugh so goddamn hard so i want to see her bossing around someone who shouldn't be bossed around who's very rarely bossed around so i'm gonna go with that ben mendelson pick oh Looper. i do think he would be funny as just the subservient husband character to melissa mccarthy who is a force of nature yeah i'm in i'm in i want to see your movie absolutely I oh, good. Up for both of those. <laughs> 
All right, another reason why I picked McCarthy is she just worked with Nicole Hall of Center, and Nicole Hall of Center is an Oscar-nominated screenwriter. She's done a couple of dramedies lately. Can You Ever Forgive Me was was nominated for that Oscar, and it, you know it's got a few laughs to it. She's got enough said in her filmography and a couple more Friends with Money, I think. So she's used to these tonal shifts, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to make the Oscar dramedy for this exotic film that uh, you just talked, you know, that's a great title for Thank the Oscar grabby version. <laughs> Hall of Center, perhaps Marielle Heller works with her again here, even though I don't think like this is not in Marielle Heller's wheelhouse. I know she's an animal rights person, so she probably wouldn't take this movie. So it might still have to be Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you got options now with Hall of Center and McCarthy bringing in kind of this acting tree to help you cast and to crew this thing. Here's why also Mike here is the consummate Oscars uh, critic and host <laughs> and why uh, you need to listen to MMO here, dear listener, and tell your friends, because I think it is virtually impossible to take this source <laughs> material seriously. And I think it's 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 an exercise in futility to try and have this live up to Oscar-type standards. But my co-host and partner here has just pitched a movie that I could actually see happening right down to the people who write the script. And I could absolutely see this being done as an Academy Award contender. So yeah, uh, kudos to you, dear sir. I like what you're doing so far. You usually berate me and never give me any compliments, so I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to heart. So thank you for once. Uh, all right, we got to get into the main event now, Joe Exotic, and we've had some funny internet interactions between Dax Shepard of Chips and he's married to uh, from the Good Place, Mike from uh, Sarah Marshall, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, thank you, uh, who's a great actress, who she would, again, you know, if you cast Dax Shepard, maybe you can get Kristen Bell, which would right. be a big deal. All right, Ed Norton and him were going at it online, and Ed Norton thinks he is Joe Exotic. All right, I want to come back to him. Now, of course, Joe Exotic wants Brad Pitt to play him. Oh, my God, the ego <laughs> on this man. Here's a legit rumor. Orlando Bloom has legitimately been rumored for the role. Legolas he, from Lord of the Rings. I could see that. I, I don't know that I would buy it on looks, but I think he could pull, definitely pull off the accent and the mannerisms. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's been funny in some recent things. I, I wish he'd done more, but he's he's done a lot of indie stuff. He's done a lot of TV, so he's been getting his reps in. So that's that's a possibility. Looper wants Tom Cruise, but just the the physical nature. Like, Tom Cruise is five feet tall. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want I I mean, all respect to Mr. Cruise, but I don't want to see him in this movie. Danny McBride is an internet suggestion. Again, too short, not the right body. It, there's no way. I mean, obviously, he fits the tone. He could play, you know, eastbound and down and be funny, uh, but I don't see that. Ben Stiller, Mike, is again, you know, the, you know, the physical presence is the opposite of Joe Exotic. He's a short guy, right? He's but like I, me. but I could also see a world in which Stiller really brings it uh, to this role, and I can see him actually pulling off the makeup too. And making fun of it. So I'm not against... I mean, I I have Ben Stiller's dodgeball character in my head, and you're halfway to Joe Exotic's look. So I I could see it. Well, the internet also said comedians like Chris Elliott from Cabin Boy, go figure, should play this. (laughs) 
I would like that. Jim Parsons from uh, what is that? Uh, the Big comment? Bang Theory. Uh, Big the, Bang Theory. Excuse me. The Big Bang Theory. We never watched. He's going to be in Hollywood, and he looks kind of funny in that trailer as a producer. Uh, evil, fun, crazy producer in that Hollywood Netflix show. So that's a possibility. He's already working for Netflix. All right. Nicholas Cage has been suggested. I mean, is that the right age? Like fifty something? And Nicolas Cage has been cut up before. I feel like we were three episodes away from Nicolas Cage, the person, just being involved with these people in the Tiger King documentary series. So I might want to pump the brakes on that because we may need him to play himself. <laughs> Walton Goggins. How about that? I would Hateful love Eight. that. Oh, you like that one. Yeah. So Walton Goggins has been, uh, He's he was in that cop show that you loved. The, God, the Shield. Wrote these yeah. Guys. The Shield, right. And uh, I think he was in another couple of FX shows. Zachary Quinto. I saw Zachary Quinto played Spock on uh, the uh, Star Trek trilogy there. He's, you know, he needs some makeup, but. Uh, he, yeah, he, he can, can do pull it. it off, definitely. He's that, certainly got the, the skill and ability. Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd be okay with Zach Quinto. All right, before we make our picks, I definitely want to say for a lot of these roles, and you hinted at it before, like, who knows who is method acting Joe Exotic right now? It could be Gary Oldman, could be Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis, for all we know, is just living with baby tigers in his quarantine, and he might have been doing this for the past, you know, month and a half already. (laughs) He might have been... He Tiger bought his taming. own sanctuary once he saw the first episode. Now he's actually just like living in a cage and becoming one with the tigers themselves. We don't believe he's really retired, so he'll <laughs> no. come back wearing the four or five at some point. And Meryl Streep and any of these thes- these true thespians might just be going so stir crazy that they've been living as Joe Exotic. I just saw like a costume party at the, St- at the Stallone house. Sly and his whole family were dressed up as the cast of Tiger King. It's all over the internet. Internet, so oh, I haven't seen that everywhere. yet. <laughs> I would love to. I don't think Sly could pull off Joe Exotic. I'll be honest with you. There's some things that uh, some castings that maybe are a bit too far even for me to get my head around. What do you mean? Phil <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> fucking Baskins. <laughs> Tiger's so bad. Mike, I think uh, I think my pick is actually. You know, someone who kind of claimed it and staked their claim right at the beginning. Ed Norton. I think he would be perfect in this yeah. role. I mean, he's he's, he's tall. Yeah. He, he's funny when he wants to be. I mean, he's he, he can get cut up. We've seen American History X, so he can work out and do it. I mean, he can wear costumes. He's a character actor as much as he is uh, a movie star. At least he, he was a movie star. He's a, he's an egomaniac in real life, which is kind of a meta joke on, on this character. At least, you know, we, we think he might be an egomaniac in real life. So Ed Norton's my pick. I think that makes a lot of sense, and and I think that's uh, that's again an easy casting and it easily lends itself because we've also seen him kind of play that wormy type of untrustworthy character, which Joe Exotic kind of gives off himself as well. Uh, when when Ed Norton was playing both Primal Fear and when he played in Rounders, so yeah, the body type, the acting, the history, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I went a little off the board here. I don't know why Adam Driver came to my mind. Maybe it's because he owned last year playing all sorts of different characters and roles, but I would like to see him, if not Adam Driver, if we're trying to make a star with this and make someone's whole movie career kind of take off and kind of because he looks kind of like Joe Exotic, kind of because I'm succession obsessed right now with my rewatching or my my watching that I'm doing in my free time. How about Jeremy Strong, aka Kendall Roy from Succession, putting on uh putting on the mustache and uh dyeing his hair and going for it. 
I was waiting for the shoe to drop on this where you just came up with this bullshit nonsense <laughs> response to one of these. Like, you've been pretty on point so far. For the, I mean, I'm sure some fans are getting mad at both Yeah, I'm not good at this. I should have well, said like, that off the top. <laughs> Jeremy Strong, how how tall is he, number one? He's probably not 6'2 or whatever Joe Exotic is. He's All right, here's where he, he's got the eyes, I guess. Kendall Roy has got the same deer in headlights eyes. As Joe Exotic, right. like, I can't believe I'm doing this crazy <laughs> shit, but I'm going to do it anyway. Kind of eyes, so maybe there. The rest of Jeremy Strong, it makes no sense to me. Uh, what are you looking at? You're goddamn blind. You're Mr. Magoo. So Jeremy Strong is the perfect pick, is what you're saying, is that's what I'm hearing on my end. Maybe we have some static over the Skype. Adam Driver made some sense. I mean, he's played comedy. He's played a Southern character before. He's got the physical presence. So Adam Driver I could go with, but... Fucking Jeremy Strong! Oh my God! <laughs> but this this was actually much more fun than I thought it'd be. So we, I you know, I got uh, Nicole Hall Center writing a movie for Adam McKay with uh, with Ed Norton and who did I pick for the Baskins? Oh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, and uh, Sam Mendelson and yeah. Ben Mendelson in a strange role there. And uh, you got I have who's Al, your top I have three? I have Al Davis's son on a jet ski, which is all I've ever wanted out of life, for, quite frankly. So we're we're good. <laughs> I do I do sketch. want yeah I do, I do want that casting. I do want Doctor Antle as Keenan Thompson. Uh, anything else, I'm agreeable to to negotiate. But those are non-starters with me. It's either those two or I'm not involved in this production whatsoever. Mike, if Netflix is behind this production, then money's going to be no object for them. They might get everybody. Plus, everybody has watched it, and they're all already fighting on the internet to be in this movie in terms of the actors community so we might see an absolute star-studded movie we're definitely going to see a movie of tiger king like this episode is going to play like a year and a half from now when they're making the tiger king movie this is happening no question about it so right now it's a hypothetical film it is not going to be a hypothetical film for long that is for sure and of course when we do something like this we want to hear from you what are your picks what are your choices for who should be casted as whom for the tiger king movie and do you have a better title for that movie than exotic do you have a better writer and director than what also mike has pitched to you in this episode i uh, want to hear from you leave us those thoughts comments questions concerns we are mike mike and oscar on facebook mike mike and oscar on instagram at mm and oscar on twitter mike mike and oscar at gmail.com.com and on reddit we are available everywhere you hear podcasts including an especially apple podcast and if you're letting us try try emphasis on try and entertain you during quarantine uh, if you appreciate what we've been doing what we've been putting out if you can take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star review on the apple podcast app or site that would be of great great help to us uh best of luck to all of you with your NFL drafting, uh, if you're go if you're a sports fan tonight and over the weekend here, uh, MMOW or whatever episode we have next could shape up to be quite the sad, depressing walk through time for Mike and myself. <laughs> so, Mike, what is coming next other than MMOW? Well, we have our HBO show. We'll have MMOW middle of the week, but we have mm-hmm. our HBO addition to the quarantine collection where we will be doing three things. Number one, we're going to be watching the premiere of Bad Education on HBO this Saturday night. I believe it's 8 o'clock. That's the Hugh Jackman, Allison Janney, Geraldine Viswanathan film that uh, we're legitimately excited about. It's going to be an Emmy contender at the very least, so we'll dive into that. We're also going to do a top five uh, all-time HBO original movies. You and I have seen most of those movies, so we're qualified to do that, and we're going to have fun with it. And then finally, we're going to preview HBO Max, which comes out the end of May, and I think there's a lot of intriguing options there already that make us 
basically have to pay for HBO Max. We're getting HBO Max. I'll tell you, it's the one I've been most looking forward to out of any of these streaming services that, oh, as really? far as the lead-up comes. Uh, it's going to be the most expensive. We're going to get all into the in and outs of it, obviously, in that episode. But I'm very, very much excited for HBO Max, so hopefully that'll serve as a little tease. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to go through it and kind of uh, preview it and show you guys what it has in store. But as of now, Michael, what do we have for Words of Wisdom? Well, I heard this in a song once. Uh, if you see a tiger... <laughs> And the tiger sees you. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> Joe's right about that much. Just sound advice all around from Mike Mike. Come for the movie criticism and stay for the nuggets of wisdom. Guys, when reality sucks, you can come watch movies and avoid tigers with us. We are Mike Mike and Oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness. We will see you very soon. See ya.